This is Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say on the air. Tuning you into the Latino literary renaissance in all its splendor. Interviews, teatro, rap, fiction, poetry, memorias, composer spotlights, and more. Always mas. Tonight, 
with our brothers and sisters from every walk of life to make sure that our students are excited about learning, but that we tell the story of how every community has shaped this city, this state, this nation. And it's gonna be beautiful to see everybody unite to get this done. Last legislative session, we didn't get a full vote on the floor on the Senate side. The bill wasn't able to do so. It was late at night. I really look forward to the day of light when every Texas representative and legislator can unite and tell us that they want the best education possible for our students to tell all of our stories and that Texas will be a leader yes. in fulfilling this legacy and through achieving the American dream to education. So really happy to be here with everybody yes. else. Yes. How y'all doing? My name is Gene Wu. I'm a state rep from Southwest Houston. People of color have been marginalized and have been whitewashed and have been erased from the long and beautiful history that is our nation. And it's time that this stopped because it's time for our communities to recognize that Latinos, African-Americans, Native Americans, Asian-Americans, we're all a part of this country. We all help build this country. And it is time that our own children, that our communities were able to learn about it and, and, and respect themselves and love themselves and recognize that their forefathers had a part in building this great country. And here is what the law is right now. The law is at this very moment, if you take these courses, they are worthless because you will not get a single bit of credit for it. You will not get any recognition for having taken them. They will not apply to your diploma. They will not count. All we're asking for is for the history of our people, the history of our struggles, the history of our suffering and our triumphs to count, to matter for one time. It is time for all of us to matter together. Yeah. Yes. proud to be the sponsor in the Senate with Representative Morales. I want to thank her for her leadership. Uh, she's, she came into the session uh, previously as a newbie, and she hit the ground running. And I can't thank her enough for her uh, leadership on this. Representative Wu has always stood with our community, and I want to thank him again. So we didn't get it across the finish line this time. Unfortunately, it got caught up in the Senate. But we are going to file the bill again, or maybe she has filed yes. today. Okay. And we're going to continue to work with our stakeholders that are here behind us. Uh, Tony Diaz and I, we've taken on the State Board of Education when it comes to uh, getting books right and having literature and courses that reflect who we really are in our history. And we've prevailed on that. And it just goes to show you that if you stay persistent, you make the case, hopefully, eventually, people will listen. So we think it's important that students have the opportunity to learn their history. We're at a point in time where people are more concerned about sound bites and actual truth. And it's very crucial 
that students have access to information that reflects who they are and who this beautiful, diverse community that we live in, who those individuals are as well. So I'm excited to be a part of this. Y por más ganas, vamos adelante. Thank you, Again, you know, we have such a beautiful, diverse state. Uh, let's celebrate it. Let's make sure that kids have access to their history. Let's make sure that it counts towards a graduation credit, especially right now in these post-COVID times where um, we need to make sure kids are graduating from high school. Uh, so I'm, I'm just very grateful to be here with my colleagues and all of these leaders. And uh, we'll see you in the ADA. Yes. Right? Yes. Aquí estamos unidos en la casa de Lula, que cualquier día va a ser renovado. Es un lugar, es un sitio histórico. Yo me llamo Tony Díaz, el libro traficante. Aquí estamos con la representante Cristina Morales, que está sometiendo esta propuesta para una ley donde nosotros vamos a estudiar nuestra historia, que es muy importante para nuestra juventud. Queremos que todos sepan que vamos a necesitar su apoyo desde su barrio a su concilio, al estado. Aquí estamos nosotros en Houston, Texas, pero tenemos colegas, amigos, familia, sintonizándonos desde Austin, Texas, San Antonio, El Valle, El Paso, y nos vamos a unir todos para exigir que respeten nuestra historia, nuestra cultura, porque vamos a celebrar también cuando pasen esta ley. Ahorita vamos a invitar a la representante para decirle un poco de su familia y porque es un honor para luchar para esta bill porque ella es nuestra campeona en el Senado de Texas. Gracias. Mi nombre es Cristina Morales, representante estatal uh, del Distrito 145. Y mira, mi familia tiene una bonita historia aquí en Houston, Texas. Empezaron la difusora Radio Morales, KLBL, La Voz Latina, era la primera estación de radio en eh, casi en Texas. Y mucha gente que no hablaba español, uh, perdón, inglés, escuchaba en la estación de radio para trabajar, para saber si venía un huracán. Y ahora parece a veces que estamos atrasados, que no estamos celebrando nuestra historia, pero con este bill de uh, ahora se llama HB45, vamos a luchar y vamos a pasar este uh, ley que dice que todos los estudiantes en Texas pueden aprender su historia y también las historias de difer diferentes uh, comunidades en el estado de Texas y en la ciudad de Houston. Gracias. Nosotros, 
Uh, otra vez vamos a, a seguir con este deal. Es HB 45. 45. 45. So let's hope that that's a good thing. You know, good it over? has a, a, you know, it has a small bill number, which I'm not used to that either. So I was like, what? It's number 45. You know, I mean, uh, Representative Wu has served a lot longer, so maybe we can offer some more insight. But we did invite uh, Representative Jarvis Johnson and Dr. Alvin Allen, but it was kind of short notice. They didn't make it, but they signed on to the bill as well. And so we have a really diverse group of support helping us. And let's not forget that Tony Diaz was there and actually gave a beautiful testimony. And Ronald Castro, an actual teacher, veteran, they came and testified. And we had a beautiful list of folks. We didn't overwhelm them with testimonies. We were just very to the point direct. And it passed unanimously in public. But one, one big issue, though, is that making it a, a graduation requirement requirement is a complete game changer because just that phrase means that a school is going to invest in an instructor and putting it in the curriculum and then we start codifying so so that's huge because then it also packs a bigger punch at every single school district although and that's what we need i thought you just said that it's not an obligation that it's not a graduation so so right now for example so you mentioned the school might offer Right. They might offer it. It doesn't count as a high school graduation requirement. It has to count as an elective or something else. So, so there's a history of requirements that 
It's basically a second class class, right? So, so to to lay people, it may not mean much or parents, but to school administrators, that's a major game changer. Oh, so it counts towards. So you're saying so it counts the credit towards. Exactly. Right. Okay. Okay. And for most students too, they don't have to add on extra courses. It's not a little off their path at all. It's right down that lane, and that actually builds things up a lot going down the. I wanted to ask you, because I know that you've worked on like, things like this across the country, like where this fits into the legacy of, uh, you know, fighting for these classes to be available and also fighting against having these classes removed, like, in, you know, when the legal production was first started and things like that. So we're celebrating 10 years since our community came together to overturn the banning of Mexican American studies in Arizona. So that, that was one one turning point. For a little while, Texas was ahead in ethnic studies because it was one of the first states to recognize Mexican-American history and African-American history statewide. However, since then, California is now the leader. And in fact, uh, my book just came out, uh, The Tip of the Pyramid, Cultivated from the Culture Capital. Long story short, in one city, we talked to 200 ethnic studies teachers, not students, not folks that might teach it one day. They're teaching it in high schools right now. And now in California, it's not just a high school requirement, but several of the uh, universities have it as a graduation requirement for undergraduate degree as well. We need to catch up because all the research shows that all the students, especially students that are American or Latino who take multiple other courses, they just do better across the board. So, and let me put it this way. When I teach cultural literature to my students, I'm a college professor, I gotta tell them class is over. You know? I gotta be like, yo, we gotta go, stop, you know? And I think every teacher dreams of teaching something like that. And it would be wonderful to share that with everybody. Um, and we'd make that available more to the 1,200 school districts. So I, th I think this would be a chance for Texas to take its a leading role in the country for ethnic studies, just because of our population, too. Um, and, the, and the, this bill is all, it's, it's specified, it's specific for high school students. It's not paid for it. it exactly. And, and that's a good distinction because in California, they're actually working on K through 8 curriculum as well. Um, awesome. Is there anything else that y'all want to add? I think, I think what's different than last time, too, is that um, the bill is being filed sooner. And then also, we have the experience from last time. Uh -huh. And it's going to be an even bigger grassroots effort. Yeah. So right now, every city is tapped in. Yeah. But they know what it is now. Yeah. Right. We have Dr. Lee. I love saying his name because it's a doctor. We need more. Kente, who have PhDs, he's an educator, he's in the community. He schools right-wingers on what's your point, and he's always here for the community. Dr. Lira, how big a deal is this? Huge, huge. You know, it's the importance of having ethnic studies and different ethnic groups represented in our history book, our state curriculum. It's critically important. Research has shown that it actually lifts the self-esteem of folks that see each other as their role models, folks that look like them, speak like them, know their culture, their traditions, their values. And has, research has proven that it does help their self-esteem, and more importantly, their academic performance. And that's what education is all about, improving academic performance. And if we can increase ethnic studies across the state, it's a win-win for everyone.
Thank you so much for your leadership all the time. We're on it, always. I love it. We're here in Houston, Texas, in front of the historical Lulag Clubhouse, and it's being renovated. We're so happy for the Houston Endowment for making a major grant to renovate this. It will be fully functional soon, but we don't want any of our allies, our brothers and sisters in other cities to feel left out. So right now, I'm going to throw it to some of our colleagues who are tuning in, and they'll be talking to you from around the state. And right after Ron Castro, who's a teacher who's been in this battle for a very long time. Ron, how big a deal is this as an educator? So it's, it's a huge deal, but I, I want to send this message out to parents and students. These classes already exist. So you have to do your part by asking your school and your district to have them in your building. If you don't ask, it won't happen. Uh, I can ask as a teacher, but I've got to have bodies. And I, that's just a personal, like a, a personal preference. I, I can teach government, I can teach econ, I prefer to teach Mexican-American studies, I prefer to teach African-American studies, but I need you as a parent and you as a student to say to your school and to your district, I want this in my building. Uh, these courses, we have planning in HISD, we have planning in Fort Bend, we have planning in Spring Branch and Aldi. We have the curriculum, we just need you to demand it from your principals and from your district to be in your building. That's all I wanted to say. Ask for it. Thank you so much for reminding us that. And you got your Houston Astros gear. All the time, all the time. <laughs> World Series winners, thank you so yes, much. Sir. Thank you. I, I really appreciate all the work that Ron does as an educator, family man, community member, and he's right. We all have to do our part as well. And uh, I want to thank Rodrigo Bravo. He is producing this on the ground. Also, Roxana Guzman, who's helping this get it on the air. Again, we'll do more shows about this. Uh, this was you know, we wanted to get the stuff on the ground. We'll be doing these things in the studio. We'll be visiting your cities. But we've got colleagues and champions at all other cities. They're going to come in, talk to you on the broadcast, say a few words. Thank you all. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Dr. Valerie A. Martinez, a she, her, ella. I'm an assistant professor of history and program head at Our Lady of the Lake University. I'm also chair of the National Association for Chicana and Chicano Studies, Texas Focal Pre-K through 12 Committee. I'm speaking from San Antonio, Yanawana, Texas, in support of Representative Cristina Morales' bill, HB 45 that would allow all ethnic studies courses to be counted towards social studies credits. As a US historian focusing on military history, Mexican-American and women in gender studies, it is absolutely paramount that all students across the state have an accurate, holistic picture of the history of the United States. Ethnic studies is not divisive curriculum. This is a curriculum that centers truth and the telling of our nation's history. The framework we use to understand our national origins does not romanticize our past because that would be a complete disservice to our students who will enter an increasingly globalized political economy. 
No, the frameworks utilized within ethnic studies courses, such as Mexican-American studies, African-American, American Indian Native studies, and Asian-American studies, use a far more robust way to study the diverse lived experiences of the various peoples and nations on North American soil. Learning these diverse histories and experiences will not divide us, but instead will allow students to see the humanity of the people within their communities. So thank you, and I hope you will also support this Ethnic Studies Bill so all our children will have the opportunity to learn more about their neighbors, thereby creating a more understanding, compassionate society that fosters communal growth and empowerment. Thank you. My name is Angela Valenzuela, Angela Valenzuela, and I'm faculty in the College of Education at UT Austin in the Department of Educational Leadership and Policy. Um, Valerie did such a great job of explaining um, the, the real scope and the, you know what we're to understand about ethnic studies, which is is really um, it's really like a college level curriculum is what we're talking about. I just had some students present in one of my classes at UT last week, and the students said that it was their absolute favorite class. And they're strong advocates. These are young people that ethics had the opportunity to take advantage of local policy here where we instituted ethnic studies at the high school level in every high school um, in the Austin Independent School District. These students were from the LASA Academy uh, where uh, there's a lot of pressure and um, it was hands down um, their best course that they had taken in all of high school. They, they had some insightful comments. One comment was that um, that we really probably need to have a, a new definition of rigor because this is a curriculum that makes you think. Um, I mean, they they have rigor. They're taking courses where they're experiencing rigor. Um, but this is different. This is more like the college classroom at the high school level. And, and it has to do because it, there's a long history of ethnic studies that's intimately tied and caught up with what we teach at the university still today to the to the very present moment. Uh, in fact, the, the advocates for ethnic studies have been people at the college level overwhelmingly. And it's a broad-based coalition. It's very large, it's growing, it's motivated. Um, and yes, I think that we need to understand ethics as, uh, as the research itself says, to higher attendance, higher grades, and going to college, why? Again, because of the association, the strong association between ethnic studies and the, and the college background. The research that we produce, the books that we write, like uh, Dr. Um, uh, Emilio Zamora, who can't be with us, the histories that are produced become part of what is the backbone to understanding not only your own identity and your own culture, but also the history of the United States. It's an entry point into that um, broader history that begins with a focus on, on, um, on ethnic studies. One of these days, it's just gonna be called a good education. Uh, right now it's called, it's called ethnic studies. Uh, hats off to Representative Cristina Morales, hats off to her. This is an amazing achievement, which you know that last session, House Bill 1504 by Rep. Morales, it came out of the, the uh, House on Public Education, and from there it went to the House floor, and it came out of the House floor. That's not, that's a big, 
that's a major achievement for a bill um, by um, a first time legislator to um, make that much progress in, in, in the legislative session. That bill then went over to the other side uh, onto the Senate uh, Ed Committee. And what was really interesting was that when that bill got uh, scheduled for Senate Ed, all of a sudden out of nowhere comes House Bill 3979, which is the precursor to Senate Bill 3. So it's it's just uncanny, it's interesting. It's um, uh, It was the state's response to what we were trying to accomplish. Then both bills ended up on uh, the, the Senate floor, just shy of the governor's desk, both bills, House Bill 1504, Rep. Morada's Ethnic Studies Bill, and House Bill 3979, which was Texas CRT Bill. Senate in the second call special session of the legislature during the summer. Um, instead of allowing Morales' bill, House Bill 1504, to, to just you know, I mean, they, they just let it die in the night. Um, and they heard exclusively only solely House Bill 4979. So um, these were like, you know, pitted against each other. And what we're saying is, is that, um, I mean, they're not even equivalent. What that bill is talking about is, <laughs> is quite radically different from what we're proposing. What we're proposing is something positive. It's very positive for society, including for, for uh, just as positive for white people and other people, for all people, really, because it's really having that, that depth that our young people want, that they, that they seek, and that, fr frankly, that they need in a country that is, uh, I mean, just um, inexorably becoming much more diverse, trust democratic. Uh, so to try and shut down um, House Bill 1504 last session um, is um, very disappointing and um, just very misguided. So we really, really want everybody to come out in support of House Bill 45. The new bill number, um, that's a low number. That means uh, the lower they are, the they become priorities of the legislature. So that's part of the excitement here. And But even, even if it's a high number, the coalition is here to support Rep Morales. It's a multiracial ethnic the coalition. It's exciting. I, I guess I haven't seen anything in a good long while that really brings our communities together. And um, this bill does. And that's what's so beautiful about it. And, and then once we get, get into, into the high school classroom, we need to advocate for expanding to other areas. So, it's, I mean, yes, we need the social studies, we need the history, but there's also the fine arts, right? There's also ethnoscience, there's other areas, ethnomathematics that we need to be uh, also bringing in. Uh, and then we need to focus on the middle school and then the elementary school levels. Uh, every time I teach it at the college level, I teach ethnic studies, the students always say, always, always, they're not angry. They feel responsibility for what's happened and they feel like they've been robbed of an education, including the students that, that presented uh, last week in my class from the Lhasa Academy. They feel that they've been robbed. And so let's stop playing games with Texans, a very, a very diverse um, and very culturally rich and wealthy Texas. And let's let's honor, let's honor these identities, these histories, let's honor our own story, right? We shouldn't be ashamed of it.
we should just look at it in the face and say, hey, let's let's move forward. Great to see you, Valerie. <laughs> this is so exciting. Hello, Dr. Valenzuela. Yes, it is so exciting. So it looks like uh, Rodrigo posted, how can we get involved? So there's multiple ways that you can get involved. You can email, continue to email your State Board of Education member, whether that is an incumbent or a newly elected. I'm sure the... Um, Newly elected members would love to hear about the significance and importance of ethnic studies content and material and how this will set our students up for a better future. So I would very much encourage you to contact these newly elected members and also to continue uh, to relay this information to other members if they are um, if they were reelected as well. In addition, you can also reach out to your representatives. Uh, we can provide a list and I know Tony will probably have a list up on his website as well of your local representatives and how to search for those. Um, and you can also reach out to organizations. There's a lot of different organizations across the state that are promoting ethnic studies. Like Dr. Valenzuela was saying, we have Ethics Studies Network of Texas that helps promote. We have also a growing American Indian Native Studies Coalition. We have Asian Texas for Justice. And we also have uh, NOX, right? Uh, the National Association of Chicano or for Chicano Chicana Studies. In addition, in the San Antonio area, we have Somos Mas. So it's a growing community of, of folks for ethnic studies. Uh, you also have the Black Star Initiative in San Antonio uh, with Dr. Lawrence Scott, who's heavily involved for um, African-American studies. So we have lots of places that you can reach out to and people that you would, um, who, can, who can support you as you support HB 45. I could also just add that, that uh, what Dr. Martinez said about reaching out to your rep is massively important. And, and I think it, it involves um, talking to their staff regularly with um, you know people that are supporters who might want to uh, maybe have a teach-in. I mean, we've done a lot of things. We've had press conferences, but Tony is your person. He's your person there in Houston who's gonna be able to rally the troops like he's done today. Yeah, so for more information, do reach out to um, uh, Tony Diaz at librotraficante.com. The jury is in, okay, this is like not ambiguous. Uh, it's been in for a long time, uh, but now we have the data that comes out of Arizona, out of the of, out of the court battle that happened there in Arizona when the um, Mexican American Studies program there was dismantled, and um, uh, research produced by our good friends and colleagues over there, like Dr. Nolan Cabrera, they did the analysis. Um, there was a whole film that came out of this. It's nice to see that film and see what they discovered. Um, it's called Precious Knowledge. I've shown it to my students. Uh, an excellent film, but what they showed was that students who were in the Mexican American Studies TUSD program, that they were, uh, these these young people who, a number of them were about to drop out, but for the first time, they saw themselves as capable of, uh, of going to college, of reading books, of doing analyses, conducting research, synthetic data, making an argument, bringing forward an argument to stakeholders so that what you do, it doesn't ev evaporate, but it actually just becomes part of a knowledge base. People who care issues like bilingual education or like ethnic studies itself. That, that you know, I'm speaking now to the, um, you know, just the real beauty of a well-taught ethnic studies program. And, and we do hope that <laughs> all of these will, will be well-taught. They, they tend to get teachers, um, uh, what do you think, Dr. Martinez? They do tend to get teachers that are very, very motivated to to teach it and who have a background maybe in Mexican-American studies 
uh, right now it's it's got the social studies base and so it would be social studies teachers with that background or it could be um, with Mexican American studies or Asian American studies, Native American studies backgrounds that that can teach this. I think so, and I think that the creativity and the pedagogy is very much it's 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 part of the name, right? This is these are studies courses. They're not it's not Mexican American history or African American history or or later once we have um, Asian American and American Indian Native studies. These are these are studies, so it's very interdisciplinary, very multidisciplinary. So they incorporate history, anthropology, visual and fine arts. So I think that most definitely will speak to the whole person when it comes to students, but it allows a lot of creativity for students. I just saw a friend who teaches a MOS class saying that for one of her final projects, uh, it was going to be for students to collectively create a, a soundtrack to the new Wakanda movie. So this allows for some type of creativity in our in our pedagogical uh, methodologies that I think that other courses may be lacking. So if anything, uh, students within these classes will have different frameworks to use, right? So they can use a historical lens while looking at sociological perspectives in terms of these lived experiences, um, while maybe crafting some type of really cool visual and fine arts project. So that's the beauty, I think, of these courses here and, and the content and the ways that students will learn in these ethnic studies classes and the established ones of MAS and African-American studies, but then on the future ones that are up and coming and that we also encourage you to uh, have support and, and support your districts if they're wanting to include Asian-American and American Indian Native studies. Well, that's a good point because the State Board of Education is poised at some point, right, to um, get the Asian American Studies and the Native American Studies courses aligned. Those were passed in 2018, but then passing is, is it consists of two parts. First is like approval from the board, and the second part is to get it aligned to state standards. Like we call them TEAK standards uh, or Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills Standards. And um, that hasn't happened. I think legislation will 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 motivate will motivate for that to happen. Actually, if if uh, we pass House Bill 45, and we hope that we will that that um, you know that it gets signed by the governor, it then it gets to the docket for what the full board of education has to do, and so that actually could expedite the. Um, the uh, TEKS uh, alignment with um, uh, with um, uh, Asian American studies and Native American studies. So I, that's very hopeful. There's also that kind of work. Reach out to whoever represents you at the state board level. Whoever your state board of education member is, they also need to know. Um, we do have a more conservative board coming in. I mean, we're not. We've had conservative boards, and so we're not deterred. The evidence is on our side, and it's not like you know of a few years or a couple of studies. We're talking about well over forty years of research that has shown the uh, real positive and uh, benefits to to um, ethnic studies. And yes, they are studies; they're interdisciplinary, and that's what makes them exciting. I think is so that you are intersectional. You're not just looking at race and ethnicity, but you're actually looking at uh, at gender. 
badass, the rural versus um, of the you know, of or, uh, urban origins. Um, we just look at all the different ways in which people um, are different, right? And and uh, th there's amounts of scholarship actually right now that it's unfortunate that it, it, you know here we are in what, uh, 2022 that it's not made available at the high school level this has to change this has to change and not just at the high school but also at the middle and the elementary school levels we need to get you know like just get our, our state boards um to be more responsive but they're not going to be more responsive unless we're involved and um and what ron said earlier um, it was really excellent. Um, the teacher, Ron uh, Castro, who said that what we also need to do at the grassroots level is approach our, our boarders, heads up the Houston Independent School District, and then within that, whoever represents you, you know, meet with them, have one-on-ones with them, show them the research. Um, it's it's um it's unconscionable that we know of a curriculum that contributes so powerfully to student achievement for us to not have it or to be denied. It's really um, a travesty. We, we claim to be evidence-based. You're welcome, Vigo. Thank you so much. Yeah, there's. Uh, this is what we, what we uh, live, eat, and sleep, ethnic studies. And so uh, we're really happy. We have an escuelita. I should I should do a shout out to Academia Cuauhtli. We have we have ethnic studies at the elementary level. There are very few ethnic studies programs at that level, but it's here in Austin, Texas, and which uh, um, uh, about students' identities, their um, um, indigeneity, their own roots to this continent for a community that's very marginal. Okay, for a community that unfortunately is Spanish speaking, working class. Um, uh, immigrant, which sounds like a lot of Houston, right? I mean, we, it would be amazing for Houston also to have ethnic studies at the elementary school level. All everything that we're talking about, it doesn't mean that you can't just go ahead and advocate for what you want at the grassroots level. I mean, you can have it now. What we're talking about is is policy change at the state level to impact uh, all of us. But th there is nothing to impede any. Uh, citizen, group of citizens. I know LULAC has been very involved in these issues at the grassroots level as well. Reach out to LULAC, join LULAC. I belong to LULAC as well. As many as many voices as we can have calling for um, what we want, what we need, what we desire. It resonates. It empowers us. It gives us those tools to have uh, agency in in important decision-making spaces. I mean, we saw we saw children from San Antonio, a good number of them, right? Today, a lot of them came and testified. And then they passed and said that, that kids can't do that for uh, credit-bearing courses. I mean, you just can't help but feel that, um, you know, all of this stuff is an attack on what we've been accomplishing. Mm. That said, I think that we've been hugely successful in the state of Texas. You know, so we're gonna be attacked. But, um, you know, what we need to do is sort of like show how uh, attacking us is not only not the answer for ourselves, but for those attacking us. Those attacking us, uh, you know, should, should actually also deepen their understanding of the history of this state. Not to make anybody feel bad, but just to make a, you know, to make a better home, to make a, you know, to, for more peace, for more tolerance. Tolerance on the basis of ignorance is, doesn't happen because that's a vacuum that's not filled. It's filled with potentially um, uh, lies and uh, conspiracies as opposed to, you know, real, real data and real children.
children and real, real teachers, great work, real commitment. All these people aren't committed for nothing. Mm -hmm. People are deeply, and we're a lot of people. Yeah. Too many to count. You know, we're hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. As you add us all up throughout the state of Texas. So this, this is a movement, actual movement. It's a Texas movement, it's a movement, and we're only growing. Well, thank you again. And if anybody has any questions concerning the content of, well, what are we teaching in ethnic studies? I welcome you to contact us. Tony will give your our information, but there, uh, reach out to an ethnic studies call, scholar, reach out to someone who specializes in these fields, and please just ask questions. If you think it's, if you just have a question, want to know more information, we're happy to, to spread, spread the word, spread the knowledge. Thank you. Hey, thanks for tuning in, everybody. This is Tony Diaz. I want to thank Roxana Guzman, who is our producer for our social platform broadcast. Also, Rodrigo Bravo, who mixes our show and audio for KPFT 90.1 FM. Mark Andre Pignon is our graphics designer. Ramos Ortiz is in charge of our search engine optimization. And of course, you dear listeners are always supporting us. Thanks a lot, and we look forward to seeing you at the arts.